From August 19th until August 26, 2017, I had the opportunity to spend a week in the nation of Honduras. We worked on our maternity home projects there, as well as visited the site that we are anticipating launching a missionary training school to raise up Honduran missionaries to send around the world. And then in the second half of the week, we had opportunity to visit El Tamarindo, Honduras, in the southern part of Honduras, where we recently drilled a water well. The next several segments are the audio files that I was able to capture while in country that I've shared on my Anchor channel. If you're not already uh, subscribed to Anchor, I would encourage you to check out this amazing audio podcasting platform at anchor.fm. You can also hear this segment in its entirety uh, on uh, stations where you listen to podcasts whether that be the Google Play Store or the iTunes Store. And I'll be sharing all of these segments together as one complete podcast. I hope that you enjoy following along the story. We really appreciate that. I'd love to hear from you. If you're here on Anchor, hit that comment button or give me a call in. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this recent trip. If you're listening to this on Google Play or on the iTunes Store, you can email me always at travis at gosurfchange.com. I'd love to hear from you. I hope that you're having a great day and God bless you. Hey, good morning, Anchor friends and family. I hope that you are having a great day. It is Saturday, August the 19th. I'm sitting on an airplane at the Atlanta International Airport, which just as a little trivia note, happens to be the busiest airport in the world. They send more flights in and out of Atlanta International than any other airport. And uh, we just had a very early morning flight from Tampa. I got to bed at about 3 a.m only to get up at about 4 a.m. Catch my Uber ride to the airport and uh, had a quick flight up here to Atlanta and now we are about to take off and our next stop will be San Pedro Sula, Honduras. Very excited uh, about getting there. So I appreciate all the thoughts and prayers we'll be posting uh, and updating regularly here on the Anchor channel as well as on my Facebook channel which is uh, facebook.com forward slash CG dot Travis Moffitt. So appreciate you guys following along and uh, appreciate, uh, like I said, all of the, the thoughts and the prayers. And um, you guys are awesome. So I hope you're having a great day and God bless you. Federal regulations require all passengers to comply with crew instructions, posted placards, and lighted information signs. Smoking, including the use of e-cigarettes, is not allowed on any Delta flight. The federal law prohibits tampering with, disabling, or destroying restaurants smoke detector. This aircraft has two four doors, one on each side, four window exits over the wings, and two doors in the back, one on each side. Each door is equipped with a detachable slide that can be used for flotation. Again, this aircraft has two forward doors, one on each side, four window exits over the wings, and two doors in the back, one on each side. All exits are clearly marked with exit signs and instruction for operations, and in an emergency, lights will illuminate the aisle to guide you to an exit. Please lo locate the exit near you, keeping your mind and behind you. If there is a loss of cabin pressure, a panel above your seat will open reveal an oxygen mask. If this happens, reach up and pull a mask towards you until the tube is fully extended. Place the mask over your nose and mask, with the left strap over your head and adjust the mask if necessary. Breathe normally and know that oxygen is flowing even if the back is not in place. Secure your own mask before assisting others. If needed, light vests are located under or between your seat. To use, remove the vest from its container. 
by pulling on the tab, then open the pouch. Pull the vest over your head, fasten the strap to the front of the vest, pull on the strap to adjust the vest loosely around your waist. After exiting the aircraft, inflate the vest by pulling down on the red tab at the bottom of the vest, or manually inflate by blowing into the tube at shoulder level. A water-activated light is attached to each vest. Hey guys, so we're here in San Pedro Sula, Honduras at the airport. The airport's not too busy today. We've definitely seen it busier than this before. And uh, it's nice, as soon as we walked out of the baggage claim area, there's a, a gentleman here, we believe, probably from Peru, from the Inca Indians, and he has a pan flute. He's playing a little music for us. So our flight made it in fine, no problems there, other than I think my suitcase is somewhere else. So we're waiting to uh, talk to the manager at the airline counter. In the meantime, I figured I'd share with you guys some of the sounds of Honduras. So I hope you guys are having a great day. God bless you. Good morning, Anchor friends and family. It's Travis Moffat coming to you live from the great nation of Honduras. We were having a fantastic time here. Got in yesterday only to discover that my suitcase had found its way to San Francisco, California. So after finding some uh, replacement clothes and uh, a couple little basic necessities at Walmart, we had a great dinner and this morning are getting ready for church. So it is about 10.20 here, which will make it about 12.20 in Eastern Standard Time in the United States. Church starts in about 10 minutes. And I just wanted to remind you guys, I will be live on my Facebook channel uh, a little after church starts. So uh, probably in about 30 or 45 minutes from now, if you want to catch the message, it'll be at facebook.com forward slash CG dot Travis Moffitt. Love for you guys to join me. I've got a couple of call-ins from folks who have just uh, shared their appreciation and love. And so I want to share those with you now. Appreciate everybody's prayers and thoughts as we're here in Honduras. And uh, we'll keep the information coming to you. God bless you. Hey guys, it's Travis Moffat. I hope that you're having a great day. It is Monday, August the 21st. And I am here in La Ceiba, Honduras. Just wanted to give you a quick update. We're having a fantastic trip. Got in Saturday night and uh, had a great time at church yesterday and uh, we were able to stream part of the service on my facebook channel so if you want to check that out feel free to jump over to facebook.com forward slash cg travis moffett and you can see uh, at least part of the service there uh, we had a good meeting uh, yesterday afternoon with one of the schools that we work with we work with a school called the new life school and we provide uh, some scholarships for some of their children here and so that was a a fantastic meeting and then we've got some meetings this afternoon with our engineer who's going to be helping us out with the maternity home project that I've shared here on my anchor channel so I wanted to share with you a couple of three reasons why I really have fallen in love 
with the Honduran people. There are there are many, many reasons, uh, but some of the top three things that have really come to mind on this trip is that number one, the culture here in Honduras has such a culture of hospitality. They use this expression, mi casa es su casa, my house is your house. And 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 that's not just a saying, that truly is a, a true statement where the people here will literally just invite you right into their home and make yourself comfortable. My food is your food. Uh, my house is your house, you know, exactly like it was your own house. And uh, that's something that I, I truly love about this culture. I'll tell you the second thing that really touches my heart is just the diligence of the people. In the meetings that we've had with the administrators and the directors of the different organizations that we partner with here, we've seen such a high level of diligence where the people take their job very, very seriously. They take their responsibilities uh, not only to their boss, but to the community. You know, we work with a lot of community organizations like schools and orphanages and, and things like that. And the people take such a high level of diligence in their job and making sure that the financial matters are handled properly. The the legal matters are handled properly. Um, in the case of a school, you know that the education uh, uh, plans are handled properly so that the, the children are, are adequately uh, cared for. So diligence is a is a, just a beautiful thing here in the culture. And then thirdly, the thing that's really come to mind to me is just hope. That the people here have such hope. You know there are there are challenges in this nation. Uh, there are challenges of poverty. There are challenges of gangs and violence and different things like that. But you talk to anybody here, and they're hopeful that tomorrow is going to be better than than today. And uh, that is a beautiful thing that the people here have not lost hope. So that's three reasons I love Honduras: the the hospitality, the diligence, and the hope that you see in this place. So I hope that you guys are doing well. I hope you're having a great day. I'd love to hear from you. I appreciate so much the call-ins and the uh, connection, the comments, things that you guys have made on the various posts here on my Anchor channel. It's very encouraging uh, while we're here. So I'd love to hear from you. If you visited Honduras, what did you like about it? Did you did you like it? Or is there another place in the world that you've traveled to that you have really liked and what about that place uh, made it special? Give me a call in. I'd love to hear from you guys. Once again, I hope that you're having a great day and God bless you. Hello, Anchor friends and family. This is Travis Moffitt. It's Wednesday, August the 23rd. I hope that you're having a great day. We are in the nation of Honduras. We have been the last few days in the city of La Ceiba on the north coast. We got here Saturday uh, on Sunday morning. We had a great church service at the CCI Church. That stands for Centro Cristiano Internacional. And uh, man, we had just a, just a wonderful service. Then Sunday afternoon, we're, we were able to visit with some friends from the New Life Christian Bilingual School. This is a school that we have partnered with. Through some of our uh, faithful donors and patrons were able to provide scholarship right now for about 17 children, uh, 13 of which are at the New Life School, four of which are at another school called Heaven's Door. And we are so honored to be working with this school. They are doing a great job. And uh, we just had a great time meeting with them. Then Monday, full of meetings. We had an opportunity to, to sit down with our lawyer a little bit, talk through some various contract things that we're working on. Uh, then later that afternoon on Monday, we had an opportunity to sit down with the engineer and the architect for the maternity home project. We have shared that here on our podcast and on our anchor uh, station. And so I just want you guys to know that we've made great progress. We're, we're narrowing down with the engineer and the architect to the final, final plans. We should have those finalized plans 
literally within the next few days. We're just talking through a few minor changes and everything will be settled so that we can go ahead and submit the plans to the government for permits and get ready to start building. Our plan is still to break ground on that project this year. So very, very exciting. Uh, so we had a great time with those guys. We were able to sit down with the local pastors association, with the leaders of that association, talk with them about our collaborative roles, their role in uh, the maternity house and the ongoing care that they'll be able to provide uh, to the mothers. We're able to sit down with the director of the hospital and talk with her, Dr. Amador, about the hospital's role in all of this. And everybody is just coming together in such a great spirit of unity on getting this house built for these mothers. It has been just a very fantastic and productive trip. We're, we were even able to sit down uh, with some other landowners that we know there who have a piece of property called Bright Beginnings that had been a school for children. And we believe right now we're in the process of, of God giving us that piece of land so that we can start a missionary training school for Hondurans, to start raising up Hondurans as missionaries, not only to receive missions teams, but where the churches and the people in Honduras can start sending out missionaries into other nations. And we'll have a lot more for you uh, on that project over the next several months as it continues to unfold. So we just wanted to give you guys kind of the update. We are traveling today from La Ceiba all the way to the southern part of Honduras to an area called Nakaome. If you have a map, you'll see La Ceiba way up on the north side. Nakaome is way south of Tegucigalpa, south of the capital. So we've got a long drive today, six or eight hours, plenty of time in the car. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any uh, thoughts or questions or comments, hit that call-in button, call in to the, to the station. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening to this on uh, iTunes or on Google Play, you can email me at Travis at GoSurfChange.com. We'll take any call-ins that you have. We'll air those on the station, try to answer any questions for you that you might have about uh, Honduras. So as we go throughout the day, we'll have a couple more updates for you uh, so we can just share with you the journey. We appreciate you guys following along. We appreciate all your prayers, uh, all of the, the warm comments and the thoughts uh, that you guys have sent our way. It means so much to us. So thank you so, so much. God bless you. Okay, hey guys, we're here in Comayagua, Honduras. I'm here with our national director, my dear friend of 13 years, Jorge Amador. Hello. <laughs> so uh, we love uh, doing missions work in Honduras. Yes. And we've been doing missions work together for 13 years. 13 years and a few days. 13 years and a few days. But one of the, the joys that we don't get to do often, but occasionally we get to drive across the country. So we left out this morning from where? From La Ceiba. And where are we heading? Uh, right now we are in Comayagua. All right, so we're in Comayagua. We're on our way to Nacaome, south of Tegucigalpa. And we always stop here. Where have we stopped at? We stopped here at the Pincas del Carmen, Delicias del Carmen, uh, just for to eat chicharrones. Just to eat chicharrones. Yes. Oh, and, and my GOSH. So if you're familiar, I'm standing here looking at two large pits of chicharrones. One is the chicharron carne picante extremo y el otro chicharron barbacoa. Y el otro chicharron de carne y uno más de chicharron de lonja. All right, what's the difference here? What's going on here? What's this, this picante extremo? Yeah, this is the one you like, like buffalo. Man, this is and blue cheese. like ah, amazing. <laughs> so then we get this cheese called requeson, 
and uh, you wrap the hot chicharron in the tortilla. In a tortilla, in a hot tortilla with the requesón cheese, and it will blow your tongue off. A little bit lemon. Too. A little bit, squeeze a little lemon on top, and it's like, woo. Okay, so what do they got? They got picante. Barbacoa. Barbacoa. No me gusta. Carne. The carne normal. And the skin. Bien. It's pretty the good. The real skin. Just the, the chicharron skin. skin huh? The lona. Mm -hmm. So what are we getting today? Uh, always the picante extremo. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Por supuesto. Extremo. How many pounds? Maybe 25? Oh my God. I don't think we could eat 25 pounds. Just for to go? That would be <laughs> wild. Just kidding, you know. All right. So we've got me and you and Lee and your son. Uh -huh. Uh, Edgar, so we've got four grown men and me and you are twice extra grown. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we need like two or three pounds of this stuff. What do you think? Uh, I would say two pounds. If you want to share there, maybe three. Okay. ¿Qué piensas de dos libros de picante ex externo y un libro de carne normal para Lee, in case he doesn't like it that hot? And then I will suggest two and two. Dos y dos? Uh -huh. Okay. Check it okay. okay. So we're getting two pounds of chicharrón carne picante extremo uh -huh. and two pounds of chicharrón yeah. de carne. And I invite you to come to Honduras and visit this place. Uh, there you go. You Honduras. have received your you official invitation <laughs> from Jorge Amador. National Director, Connect Global, Honduras. So uh, we're going to get these served up, and then we're going to see if we can get Lee's first mm -hmm. experience. Here he is, Lee Wimberly. We'll see if we can get his first taste of the picante extremo in just a few minutes. All right, so we're back in the car. Edgar is driving. Dile hola. Hi. And then Lee is sitting up in the front seat. This is Lee Wimberly. This is Lee's first time in Honduras in the back seat for Hamador. Amen. Oh, yes, me. <laughs> and me, Travieso. All right, here's the deal. So, what we've got here is a hot tortilla. Don't be jealous. We're going we're gonna to double these up because these are like thin and uh, oh, they're still warm. Okay, then you take this cheese called Requeson. If you're familiar with Requeson, Give me some claps, applause, call in, something. I don't know if this is just a Honduran cheese. Only solo in Honduras. Yeah, Jorge says give some no, thumbs up. Thumbs up for the requesón. We're gonna give a big wad of requesón in the tortilla, and then is this the spicy? Okay. This is the picante extremo. Okay, we got a big piece here. All right, Lee Wimberly, you're up, buddy. This is Lee's first time in Honduras. All right. First time with a spicy chicharron. What we want, Lee, is we want your gut reaction here. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Momento. Let's sprinkle. Let's squeeze Lemon a little is... lime on this thing. Oh, the lemon. The lemon. Oh, yeah. No puede it antes de lemon. Okay. No, no, Aquí no. lemon. Okay, listo. Vámonos. Okay. One, two, three. One, two, three. Give me a tortilla, man. Give me a tortilla, man. Sorry, dude. <laughs> what do you think, Lee? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Very good. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I am Catracho now. Hey, now yeah. you are officially a Catracho Honduran. Yes. We baptize you. Ooh, we have baptized you into the spicy chicharrones. Sí. 
So listen, if you ever have a chance to come to Honduras, you need to come to this La Ciudad de Comiagua. Finca del Carmen. And go to the Finca del Carmen and get the chicharrones. Alright. Oh, oh, oh. Some meat. Alright guys. I feel it. You feel it? I feel it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta feel it. Somebody gonna bless you because your father, your father in heaven, bless you, bless me, and we bless others, and in the end he continues to bless all our family. Gracias, hijo. Hey, good morning, anchor friends and family. It's Travis Moffitt. We are here in the southern part of Honduras in a community called Estinquerin. It's uh, in the department of Valle near a city called Nacaome. And it's the next community over from where we completed a water well earlier this year. We're visiting this community today because it's a community of about 600 people. And the one of the business partners we have here, a company called AgroLibano, is explaining to us their current water situation in this community. So they have one well at this point with a pump on it. And uh, he was saying that each family in the summertime, there's about 83 families here, each family can come to that pump once a day 
and get a, uh, a bucket of water. Each of these buckets looks like it's probably about three gallons, three to four gallons, I would guess. So they get about three or four gallons of water per family per day in the summer. And maybe they can get about two to three buckets of water in the wintertime, just depending on how much production. So just wanted to share with you guys some of the sounds. What's going on? We have two, two wells here. Sí, este de que funcione el otro. No, ese no. Ese, another, allá abajo. There is two well drilled with the machine. Ajá, qué bueno. One is five gallons per hour, I think, and the other is seven. Siete gallones por hora. Thirteen and five or seven. Siete. Sí. Pero no, los dos no tienen un bomba para los dos. Well, my idea is to find a way to get the pumps, which is not too expensive, because those is maybe a hundred feet, cien pies. so other than the functioning well here that people are able to get water from, there are two more wells that our business partner, AgroLibro, drilled just recently, right at the same time earlier this year that we drilled the well in El Tamarindo. While they had the machine out, they said, hey, let's go ahead and punch two more wells in this community because they knew they didn't have water. Uh, so one of those wells is about 300 feet deep. The other one's about 100 feet deep. One's producing about five gallons of water a minute. The other one's producing about seven gallons of water a minute. And uh, so we're trying to talk about some ways maybe to get some pumps onto those so we can get the water up to the surface and start providing a better water supply to the people. So just wanted you guys to kind of hear this from sort of an or organic uh, level, some of the sounds of the community. Um, may try to pick up a few more ambient sounds while we're, we're walking through. It's beautiful here. This is in the mountains. You look around. It's like being in the Smoky Mountains if you've been in the, the Smokies in the U.S. That's kind of how it looks. The mountains are very green. It's very lush, uh, very beautiful place. And then you just have these pockets of, of communities, mostly farm workers, and uh, agricultural communities. This company, AgroLibano, is a very large farm company, and they uh, they have farmland all over this southern part in the department of Valle, which is where we are, and the next state over called Choloteca. And uh, in each of the communities where they have farmland, they do community service projects also for their people. So like if this community has electricity, mainly because this company paid the money to put in the power lines and the power poles and all that stuff. So I think it's just a beautiful model. We're honored to work with these guys because it's such a beautiful model of a for-profit company, you know, producing their product, producing fruit. They export all over the world, but then also giving back to the community. So in our context, we're a nonprofit organization. You know, we, we just work on the service side, but it's great to work with companies like this. And it just shows the model that no matter what you're doing, whatever your business is, whatever your, uh, uh, your, your calling, your place in life is, there's an opportunity to give back to, to those people in need around you. So appreciate you guys following along. You can pick up more of the story on our website at goserfchange.com. And uh, let me know your thoughts and comments. I'd love to hear from you guys, your perspectives on you know, for-profit and non-profit organizations working together and trying to solve some community issues. I'd love to hear from you. Hit that call-in button. Or if you're listening to this on iTunes or Google Play, you can email me at travis at goserfchange.com. God bless you.
Can you guys hear that? The little water flowing, that peaceful, uh, serene flow of the water. You know, in the U.S., we buy machines and put them by our bed so that it makes a water sound, helps you sleep, it's peaceful, it's calm. We visit places where there's rivers and we think about the serenity of that. And it is a beautiful sound, there's no doubt about it. The sounds of nature are incredible. This orchestra that God has put together that he directs for us. But this little creek is very interesting. We're still here in the community of Estinkering where half the year this creek is dry and then half the year right now there's rain in the mountains so it flows down and, and they have a little bit more water but half the year this creek is dry and this community has virtually no water uh, so we got some some numbers a family in the winter time may have 10 to 15 gallons of water a day that they can use for everything from drinking to cooking to uh, washing their clothes, everything. And then in the summertime, when there's less rain, it's about five, about five gallons a day. <coughs> Excuse me, for the family. <clears throat> so this sound that's so peaceful to us is not only peaceful to the people here; it's a life-giving sound when the water's flowing. So uh, you know the Bible describes the power of God, the life of God is a river of life and truly rivers represent life. And so in places like this, when you can find water, it's a good thing. So at Connect Global, we're working on some projects here. We drilled a water well in the next community over El Tamarindo. We're gonna head over there in a little bit. But right now we're getting to know this village. Just think it is the name of the village. And we're getting to know this place in this village and see how we might be able to help them solve some of these water issues so that they also can have a river of life that flows all the time. And for us, the opportunity is not only to provide life-giving water so that people can, can, can live with some more peace and, and, and have something to drink, but so that we can share that river of life for the soul and for the spirit, that we can share the gospel of Jesus. You know, Jesus said, if you love me, then feed my sheep, take care of my people. And so we believe that the expression of our love for God is displayed as we love and care for people. And so that's, that's why we do things like this. So just wanted to share those sounds with you guys. Hey guys, so we're in now the village of El Tamarindo. And this is uh, a town we've uh, were made acquaintance with about a year ago. And at that time, they had a single... Uh, school building. Uh, I guess it was two buildings really together. One building has three classrooms in it. The other building has one classroom in it. And at that point in time, a year ago, the community had no water. There was literally like no water. And uh, so earlier this year, through partnerships with a church in Georgia called House of Grace and a ministry fellowship primarily based out of uh, South Central Georgia uh, called Christian Alliance of Ministries, uh, we raised the money, and earlier this year, we were able to drill a water well here in this community. They had the uh, inaugurational ceremony for the water well uh, maybe just about two months ago, and I was not able to be here for that, but we're here today. We're going to get to see the water well. 
But I just wanted you to hear the sounds in the school. So since then, uh, there's been some other buildings built. They have a brand new building for a kitchen that they're working on right now. There's some ladies literally cooking on an open fire outside. So they're cooking lunch for the kids. And then there's another building in the back. It's a new building they built for the kindergarten. And then we were able to sponsor uh, the building of an administrative office. So there's no administration office here. They just keep the files for all the kids in each classroom. Um, are all piled up in one classroom. And so there's a couple workers here mixing concrete right on the ground. If you've ever seen them mix concrete on the ground, I think it's fascinating. And uh, these guys are laying block. And so we're going to help them uh, sponsoring the cost of the materials and the concrete, the doors, the roof, the windows, things like that. These guys are donating their, their time and their labor uh, to build this administrative office. But you can hear what's going on. You can hear the kids around in each classroom. When I came here last year, uh, this place definitely did not seem as lively as it is now. And, uh, you know, I think it's just an attribute to the fulfillment of hope. These people had been hoping for uh, water in their community for quite some time. And now there's water, you know. Now they have water literally in every house. And you see the trickle effects of that, literally. <laughs> You see the trickle-down effect of, of water, clean water, and just hope, hope fulfilled. Walking by one of the classrooms right now that still meets outside. They still need a few more classrooms built uh, to be able to put all the, the students inside. This particular class is meeting outside. So now with water in the community, there at least seems to be uh, uh, a hopeful spirit, a hopeful attitude of what can be. There's other organizations, Agro-Libano that I mentioned before has helped this community out quite a bit. Uh, with some of the classrooms, there's another foundation here in the area called Pantelion, which is a, uh, an agricultural company. They produce sugarcane, and they've built one of the buildings that's now here. And then the community also, so like the community, the school kitchen that they're building was sponsored by Agro Libano and the community itself. So the people came together and said, we also want to invest. And they put together the funds. And they're building a kitchen. So it's awesome. We really come to love and appreciate this place and just the hope of the people to try to better their lives in any way that they can. And move from a very desperate situation, literally with no water, to now a very hopeful situation with new buildings for their school and, and the continuation of the development of construction here at the school. And we even talked to uh, one of the leaders for the last village. If you heard the last broadcast here on Anchor in Estinquerin, we're going to speak to the uh, folks here in El Tamarindo who now have water to help with that project in the next community. So, you know, Paul says in Galatians that the gospel was foretold in advance to Abraham that we're blessed to be a blessing to all nations. And so this community also has that same opportunity, having been blessed now with clean water, new development at the school, to be a blessing to the next communities. So we really appreciate that. Appreciate you guys, too, for following along on the story. Give us some call-ins. I'd love to hear from you. Or email me at Travis at GoServeChange.com. Hope you guys are doing well. God bless you. I wish you could see this view. I'm on the side of a, of a hill or 
small mountain, whatever you want to call it, I guess. And uh, there's a 360 degree view of mountains all the way around. Here in uh, the community of El Tamarindo, outside of the larger city of Nacaome, in the state of Valle in Honduras. And uh, off to my right, there's a river that comes. This river actually flows from the capital, from Tegucigalpa, all the way through this area, out into the, into the ocean. Because it flows from the capital, it's a pretty dirty river as far as contamination. It's pretty to look at, but um, you can't really wash in it, you know, bathe in it, use the water from it. Down below me, I'm probably, I don't know, not a good judge of distance. Four or five hundred feet up, I would guess, looking down the hill. And below me, just stretched out, is the community of El Tamarindo. About 95 houses, about 600 people or so, who a year ago when I was here, I stood in this spot on this mountain and looked out over this community, prayed for this community because at that time they had no water. They had no water in their homes. They'd have to go into the city uh, and buy water. You can actually see the city, a huge Catholic church with a big dome, probably, gosh, probably five, six miles from here. You can see that because of the elevation and the mountains on the other side of the city. It's just beautiful. Mountains on the other side are probably, I don't know, 10, 15 miles away uh, from here. You can look off to the right and you, you see the green of the mountains and then you see the mountain ranges behind that that are just like a blue shadow. It's got to be 50 miles away. Uh, some of those mountains would be the, the southern part of El Salvador for where we're at. But the other thing that's just amazing is I'm looking down uh, over this community. Right up here, just uh, a few feet below me, is about a 500-gallon water tank. And then way at the bottom... Uh, you can see the little the little well house with the well inside of it that's pumping water up to that water tank. And then from there, the water is gravity fed out to the entire community. And it's just amazing to see things like this come together. You know, when I was here last year, all that had happened was the, the people had presented a need. There was a church in Georgia, House of Grace, and they said, hey, we've got a little bit of money. We'd like to put it into a water well. Do you guys know a place? And our national director, Jorge Amador, he brought us here. We, we met the people of this community. And we said, yeah, we've got to do something here. I mean, this is just coming together beautifully. And uh, we set out to start raising uh, more funds for this. In fact, House of Grace became the primary donor. They gave several thousand dollars. Another organization that's a group of ministries, a group of churches called Christian Alliance of Ministries, uh, gave several month, uh, several uh, uh, hundred, actually a little over a thousand dollars for uh, the project as well. My mechanic in Tampa who's from Honduras. He gave us some money um, and we just poured it all into it. In fact, we ended up spending a good bit more than actually what was raised because once we started the project, we said, we've got to just finish this project. The well had to go a lot deeper than we originally expected, but we wanted to make sure that we completed what we started and that the community would have water. And so I'm so excited to be back here today with Lee Wimberly, who's the, the representative from House of Grace Church. I'm here with Jorge Amador, our national director. They're sitting over there talking by the, by the water tank right now and just knowing that water is flowing into these houses where the people can wash their clothes and take a shower and have water for, to cook with. And, 
and just all the basic things that water provides. It's just really an honor to have been a part of this. So the beauty of the landscape is breathtaking. I mean, it's, it's absolutely incredible. I'll take some pictures here and I'll share those on my Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash cg.travismoffitt. You can see some of the pictures from up here on the mountain. But the most beautiful part of this is this uh, uh, water well, this whole water well system that's in place to provide water for these people. So I appreciate you guys hanging out here on my Anchor channel, or if you're listening to this on Google Play or iTunes, I'd love to hear from you. Hit that call-in button or send me an email at travis at goserfchange.com. I hope you guys are doing well. God bless you. Good morning, Anchor friends and family. It's Travis Moffitt. We are live in Coyolito, Honduras. This is way in the southern part of Honduras, right on the Pacific coast. And uh, it's, just a, uh, it's just a neat little port city. There's a long dock here, runs right off into the water. Down here at the bottom, they're loading up a boat with food and uh, drinks and, and a few passengers, and they'll head out to an island called Amapala. The only way you can get there is by boat. There's a couple of hotels on the island, and uh, it's just a nice place to relax, nice place for some swimming, some diving, things like that. What's neat here too is if you look off to the left, you can uh, see the far northern tip of Nicaragua. And if you look to your right, you can see the mountains up in the clouds from El Salvador. So you can, you can see all three countries from right here, El Salvador, Honduras, and Nicaragua, right, right from this port, port, port. And uh, so just a neat little city. I love little towns like this. As soon as you get out of the car, you know, that salty air fills your nose and you, you get the smell of the ocean, the, the smell of the, of the seafood. And you've got all of the, the boat merchants here, all the guys who are working on their boat. And uh, it seems like no matter where in the world you are, uh, boat people are the same, man. They just they have those sea legs and uh, and um, just conducting their business over the water. It's fantastic. It's a neat place to see. This is not an area that's commonly visited by foreigners uh, to Honduras, so you don't you don't typically see a lot of gringos down here. Um, but this is a fantastic place to be. It's a beautiful place. It's very close to where we were yesterday maybe a half an hour drive from where we were yesterday in El Tamarindo looking at the water well project uh, that we just completed earlier this year and then looking at future projects that we'll be able to work on uh, in that area. So just wanted to share this moment with you. It's neat. It's quiet here this morning. Uh, there's not a lot of ambient sounds. Uh, you've got, a, like I said, a couple of trucks coming in, a couple of boats going out. Um, but it's just a neat place to see. So check it out on your map. It's right where Honduras hits the Pacific Ocean on the far southwest side of Honduras. And you can find the island of Amapala. It's a beautiful place. We'd love for you guys to, to come and visit. If you want to get some information about traveling here with us or working on any of the projects that we have going on with us, you can get all that information on our website at goservechange.com. Appreciate you guys listening in here on my Anchor channel. Hope you guys are doing well. And God bless you. I hope that you have enjoyed this audio journey with me through the nation of Honduras. As I mentioned, we've been traveling to Honduras now for 13 years. I say all the time I'm an American in my body, but I am a Honduran in my heart. I truly love this country and love the people there. Uh, we hope that you would join us at some point in time. You can go on our website at goserfchange.com and get information about joining us on the field. We have 
four trips scheduled already for 2018, one to Cuba and three back into the nation of Honduras. If you're looking for a way to get involved in world missions, this is a phenomenal opportunity for you. If you can't go personally, but you'd like to send some support, you can also find out information about that also on our website, goservechange.com. We are actively working on building a maternity house in La Ceiba and launching a missionary training school for Latinos, specifically Hondurans, in the nation of Honduras, in the city of La Ceiba, to raise up Hondurans as missionaries to send around the world. We appreciate all the love and support and care and prayers that you guys have extended to us at Connect Global. Thank you again for joining me on this podcast segment. God bless you.